Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Obs and Gyne Quick Care Podcast. Hi everyone, Roger Browning here again for part 3 of the patient blood management mini tutorial series for obstetrics and gynaecology. Um, thanks for joining me again, hopefully you've enjoyed the first two. This one's going to be shorter than them, uh, and the topic is, as you've seen already, oral iron. So, um, hopefully you have the, the foundation knowledge now to understand uh, a little bit about when and when and where this um, therapy is going to work. Um, if you haven't um, watched the talk on iron physiology, or you don't feel like you understand iron physiology that well, uh, it's been a while since you went over it, I do thoroughly encourage you to go back and watch that first <coughs> and a bit of a um, plug again do the do the uh, online e-learning packages at bloodsafelearning.org um, very good and you'll learn even more if you do those all right so we're going to briefly spend um, a few minutes going over oral iron the way i'm going to structure this is to talk about the preparations you should take so that's really important when you're um, treating patients and recommending uh, oral iron. The time it takes for oral iron to work, and talk about compliance and follow-up and causes for failure. Okay, preparation, probably one of the key points. Um, this is covered really well by um, a lot of the other educational resources that I referred to, or have referred you to, but basically the um, preparation that you recommend if someone has an established iron deficiency or especially iron deficiency anemia you need to recommend a preparation that contains at least 100 milligrams of elemental iron and really useful and um, this is for maternity patients but um, these iron preparations are relevant to any woman or man who has iron deficiency um, this is produced by the Australian Red Cross, so it's a great thing that you can get this for free, download from their website and use it in your um, institutional clinical practice, however you like. Um, this basically shows all of the, the recommended products uh, that are available here in Australia that, that will um, do the job. Um, and there's a really good um, diagram on the second page, which is the, this is probably the most important point, is that over most or many over-the-counter preparations um, that are sold as iron supplements contain very small amounts of irons. For example, some of the examples that are shown here, you know, five milligrams of elemental iron. So in order to actually treat someone with um, a, an appropriate dose, e.g. 100 milligrams of oral iron, say for example, you chose to use the Black Morse Pregnancy and Breastfeeding Gold uh, preparation, you need 13 to 20 tablets. So basically what's going to happen is Women are going to take these tablets, think they're fixing um, their problem, um, going to love the tablets because they don't get very much in the way of side effects, i.e. nausea and constipation, um, but months down the line they're going to be very disappointed to see that in fact nothing's got better. So a bit of a um, bit of disappointing all around for everyone. So it's important to educate people about these, important to educate clinicians, healthcare workers and patients to take the right preparation. Okay, what are the causes for failure? So let's say that the patient is taking the right preparation to treat their iron deficiency or their iron deficiency anemia. What are the most common causes for failure of oral iron? The oral iron is probably the best preparation, was the best first line approach for most patients. It 
it's um, pretty safe, it's simple, and if people can, can tolerate it and they can comply with it and take it for a long enough period of time, three to six months usually, then it works really well. So it's a, so it's a good thing to recommend. But there are, it's important to keep in mind reasons why it may not work. Now um, these are probably the ones that spring to mind. Most commonly what happens is that some, some unlucky individuals develop adverse effects, um, particularly GI upset, especially things like constipation and nausea. Um, and they will tolerate that to a degree, but usually um, that will lead to non-compliance at some stage. And obviously if you need to take these tips for three to six months um, in order to fully correct your uh, iron deficiency, that's not a good thing. One of the other things which I think is sometimes not discussed perhaps in um, uh, as much as psychosocial factors, you know, some of the patients you see may have very chaotic and disrupted lives for various uh, psychosocial reasons. Um, you know, I certainly know that in some of the um, patients I've seen in, in my experience uh, over the years where they have, um, you know, don't even attend antenatal um, clinics or have any of the normal antenatal care, you know, it's quite um, uh, unlikely that they're going to be a compliant individual who's going to take six months worth of oral iron to um, correct their iron deficiency anemia. So you need to really be paying attention to that, I think, as well when you're assessing patients for oral iron therapy. Yeah, and that, that links in a uh, equally to ability to follow up and assess the effect. So if you really don't have some sort of um, um, thorough method or um, reliable method of following them up, checking that it's working, checking that they're taking the tablets, then you need to be thinking A, how you can improve that, or B, whether this is the right approach. And then finally, um, other reasons for timing, yes, there are patients, there are people out there who do actually take the tablets but for some and for a long time and they do all the right things but for some reason it doesn't seem to work. Um, I've written down here timing so sometimes if people take it with food, uh, with, with the wrong food it's not absorbed very well. Um, the advice is you are supposed to take it at least half an hour before food or two hours after food and avoid things like dairy, tea and coffee. Uh, vitamin C is a good thing, it's supposed to increase the um, absorption. Um, and probably one other thing which I haven't mentioned, um, and which I probably should, is um, um, skip my mind, but I'm going to, that's what it is, I'm going to mention it here, is um, people who take the tablets, but for some reason it is not absorbed. Now that goes back, if you remember from our last tutorial, um, especially people who have high hepcidin states, so they, don't, they have down regulation of the ferroportin, this is a bit of revision for you guys, um, and that means that the oral iron that they swallow doesn't get transported across the intestinal lumen into the bloodstream and they don't absorb it. So it just basically just can't get into the body, even if they're doing the right thing. Um, so think of that. Common causes, uh, I'm told, uh, in, the, in the community are celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease, and there are um, in temporary states in individuals who have undergone things like acute surgery or been... Um, through a stressful event, which is called as an acute stress response. Okay, um, alright, I think I've covered most of the points that I wanted to cover. If I haven't, we'll probably come up, uh, you know, we can probably mention them in some of the cases that we might go through in some future talks. These are the best things to learn this stuff from. Go and do the blood safety learning package, um, the iron deficiency anemia one, which is relevant for all um, patients. 
Um, and then even more specifically, if you are just um, involved in obstetrics, the obstetric blood management one, which is even better, I reckon, if, um, if your main area of practice is obstetrics. Um, it's all there, and a big shout out to Trudy and Amanda, who, who um, I know were involved in the um, making of those really great packages. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Next one I'm going to do is actually on intravenous iron, which is something that I've been involved in a little bit more, I must admit, and even done a few clinical studies in, um, and something I'm interested in, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Probably take a bit longer, so hopefully you're looking forward to that as well. Um, see you there, come back next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please go to the iTunes menu and subscribe to the show if you like it. Write a review, this will also help us uh, get seen by other listeners on the iTunes menu. If you're also interested, please go to our website at www.opsandguidingcritcare.org where there will be lots of show notes and links to interesting videos related to the topic that you've just listened to. See you again next time.